What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Spurs Cast. The whole update deal. I'm not doing that. I'm too big for that. You sh- you should be. It's so s- stupid. <laughs> um, the worst Jose. Like they're trying to get. Uh, he just messaged. Actually, he said start without him. Okay, well that's good with me. I'd rather go without him anyway. That guy sucks. He's killing the show. Damn son. Um, they need to kill him like that. <laughs> well, we'll we'll uh, he'll get over it quick. He'll get over it. I he's hope got, so. He's got a tough skin. Um, so, not much to talk about. Just a little bit, a little bit of a free agency. I want to talk to you about the, mm. the Spurs. I can't even say the guy's name. The uh, Joffrey Laverne. That's it. Uh, yeah, it sounds I got, like a Game I, of Thrones character. That's right. Uh, well, let's. Uh, we can talk through that. So let me get to NBA.com. Talk about our stories. And. Um, we go from there. How's that sound? Sweet. Okay. You ready? Hit me. <laughs> You're the best, man. <laughs> hit, hit me. Hit me. All right. Uh, congratulations. You have... Jeez, epi- let's try it again. Congratulations. You have arrived at episode 454 of the Spurs cast, the original San Antonio Spurs radio show and podcast brought to you, of course, by ProjectSpurs.com. I am your host, Ryan McCallum, but you already knew that. The thing you don't know is that Jose is taking tonight off, and he is being replaced by the one and the only, the incomparable Mr. Benjamin Bornstein. Ben, how's it going, man, on this night of the ESPYs? Oh, it is fantastic. I am so glad I'm here for the palindrome show. Let's ride. <laughs> so you haven't been watching any of the ESPYs tonight? I've been actually actively avoiding it. Well, Great moment. So first off, Peyton Manning is the host, and he is killing it. He's just great. I mean, this is perfect for him. You know, it's a great venue for him. Uh, you know, he's a funny he was, dude. He was great on SNL the, those few years ago when he did it. He was phenomenal. I'm sure he's killing it on the ESPYs. I'm gonna probably watch it all at once later. But like, I had you know, I had some league games I had to play. So I, now I just don't want to watch any of it. So. Because I don't want to get caught in the middle and then have no idea what's going on. Well, you got to watch the opening monologue because uh, very much basketball related. So he's going around oh. doing his shtick and you know saying, "Hey, congrats to this team and that team and that kind of stuff." And he gives a congratulations to the the women's gymnastics team from this past year, right? The the Fab Five okay. or the First Five or whatever it was that won more gold medals than any other Olympic team uh, sure. in, in history. And so he he says all that and like, "Oh, this team is so great." And they're so dominant that next year Kevin Durant wants to join their team. And oh, they dying. pan over to Kevin Durant, and he's pissed. He, I mean, he has been, his mom's laughing, but he's pissed. And then he, he tackles that by saying, but he says, you know what, KD, you probably wouldn't even start for that team. And then he goes, hey, what do you think about that, Russ? And it goes to Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook's pissed. So, I mean, he, he oh, man. 
ostracize himself from the rest of the crowd. Oh, I mean, the rest of the crowd Peyton. was laughing, but those two guys, it was not funny. <laughs> that was not funny Peyton, to them at all. Oh, taking shots early. I love it. Oh, no, oh, no, he was really good. He was really good. That's and some it, cojones right there. I can get on board with that. Yeah, and, and it continues. I mean, he's poking fun at everybody and himself. So, anyway, it's a good show. It's a, it's a good show. He's, uh, uh, I mean, great host for that. But I don't think the listeners of this show necessarily care about that. They want to talk about the NBA and summer league is not just nigh upon us, but it has been going on for a while. Uh, I'm telling you what, Josh Jackson, dude, dude, killer. Josh Jackson, man. I told you, I told everybody, I yeah. told y'all he's going to kill people. Just yeah. wants to dunk on everybody. And is a hustle guy. I love it. Yeah. He looks great. And, uh, defensively as well. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, a summer league is shaping up to be pretty pretty nice, and, and I always like that. I, I like the summer league. I like uh, the D league or the G league now. I like that level of basketball because I think it's uber competitive because guys are hustling. You know, they don't have those contracts yet, uh, and, and even the newbies to their teams like Jackson and, you know, of course, Lonzo Ball and the rest of the crew. Uh, you know, they're, they're all out there showing off, and they're in Vegas. They're yeah. having fun. Everybody's having fun. It's just a great environment. So, I mean, have you caught any of these summer league games? You know, I watched a lot of uh, Orlando Summer League. Uh-huh. And the refs, man, they, they let some tough play go on. They let dudes kill each other. It was fun. Uh, they were like, dudes were just clubbing each other. No calls either way. But it was awesome because neither of the players got really none of the players got really upset and they you know they didn't go after other dudes they're just like all right I took a hit whatever let's ride and uh, I haven't gotten to watch as much Vegas as I wanted but I have been I have caught some Spurs action they've been they've been looked they've looked solid yeah Davis Bertans is playing very confidently I'll say that much as is Bryn Forbes yeah so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Bryn Forbes I mean Bertans I I yeah okay great I mean he's playing well and. And he could be the stretch player. I don't know if they necessarily need, but a good bench player for them. And the Spurs will take that for sure. Bryn Forbes, I want to talk about Bryn Forbes a little bit. He is, it's funny, he's a tall guy, yet he seems undersized. I don't know if he's a two, really. I'm I'm pretty sure the last time I was on the podcast, we talked about Bryn Forbes. And I swore to God he was 5'11", but he's really like 6'3". Yeah, he's six three, but as a as a, I don't think he's a point guard in this league. I have no idea what he is yeah, in this league. But I don't think he's a two guard. Well, he's not in the. I mean, he's not in the league because I mean the guy's going to show back up in Austin this year, I think. But I mean the guy explodes. I mean thirty five points in the D league. That's something. And well, uh, he's you know, he's leading the D league in scoring right now, I believe. Yeah, um, well, he's one, he, one game he's averaging. Game. Yeah, he's well. No, he's played three games. He's averaging twenty nine point three. Oh, is that right? Um, yeah, and it's crazy because he he very well could see a good amount of time um, this this year with Tony Parker out until February. If Dejounte Murray starts, Brent Forbes could be beating out Derek White for minutes yeah, with the way be he's been playing. I agree. I, and I thought he was um, he was a very solid player. He's been a solid player in, at Austin for a while, uh, of course. And when he got his shot in the NBA, when he's playing spot duty, I think he did well there. But I'm just not sure. They're so guard-heavy now. And you said, you know, he could beat out some other players for minutes, and I think that he'll, he'll find a spot somewhere but not permanent action. When you see things like – I can't believe we're talking about Bryn Forbes. Like, we're spending this big <laughs> section of time talking about this guy. 
But it's you're ex- welcome, Brent Forbes. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it, it's uh, he seems to be a player. I mean, nobody else is stepping up scoring like that. But do the Spurs have a realistic place for Bryn Forbes on their roster? I mean, is he a real two guard backup? Um, I oh man, it's such a weird scenario because he he could he could see minutes as a combo one two guy. If he because if he comes off the bench, he could he could be a two next to Patty Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of depends on who else he plays with. I I think he I really do think he could see heavy minutes uh, up until February when Tony comes back. And if and if Tony is uh, not himself and is struggling, he he may still see some minutes until Tony really gets his legs under him. Yeah, I think you have to you have to have a guy with NBA experience playing until Tony gets there, or you know, I mean, on, on the roster, like a first call up from Austin. I mean, they're going to keep him in Austin to get some minutes, but he's got to be your first yeah. guy to to bring back up and and get some play up at, at that level. So, I, I think he's going to be he's going to be driving to San Antonio and between San Antonio and Austin a lot this season. Just taking an Uber back and forth. As, as he will. <laughs> just, have, just have an Uber on call. <clears throat> yeah. So one guy, he's like, well, you know what? We're just going to get paid by the team. Just be ready. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, uh, so good for him. Good job by you, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and way to go. Uh, so, so kind of moving around with some other news. I don't think we talked about this, but Paul George officially uh, made his way over to the Thunder. So what, what do you think about that? What do you think about Paul George for the, in, up in Oklahoma? And what does that do for the West, if, if anything? It certainly makes it more interesting. Playoff team without him. Um, They were essentially a playoff team without him, but Victor Oladipo played a pretty big part in that, as did Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis. But without those two guys, you – Russell Westbrook and Paul George, easily your best players. But who you have after them? You have Steven Adams and Inez Cantor, uh, one guy who can't play offense and the other guy who can't play defense. One guy who's not allowed back in Turkey. And well, that is a completely different issue. But uh, they're, I mean, they have Taj Gibson as their next best player, probably. No, dude, <laughs> no, not at all. He's he went to Minnesota. Oh, that's right. He's in Minnesota yeah. now too. So they don't they even have, have him. Nobody. Never mind. Yeah. They don't even have him. They have they have Dougie McBuckets, and Jeremy Grant, and Alex Brines, and mm-hmm. and. Bleh. Yeah. That's who else. So, so they got. I mean, they got Paul George, and that's cool. But they, didn't they get worse? <laughs> you know, it's crazy to think that, but I actually think you're right. Yeah, I think they um, got Paul I would George totally got agree with that because you got they they got a fantastic player in Paul George. Don't get me wrong; he's one of the best two way players in the league. Mm-hmm. But you also lost any depth you had, and now you and have they didn't to have rely a lot. on. Right, <laughs> and they didn't have a lot, and they. They re-signed Andre Roberson for three years, 30 mil, which is solid, but it's like you just signed another guy who can't shoot. He they he gets hack-a-shacked because he's right. such a bad shooter. It's amazing. That's it's crazy to me. You know, with Houston's laughing him off the court. That's yeah, like, or at, seriously. Or laughing him off the free throw line. It's pretty ridiculous because he, he might be I can be see the anguish. Back. Yeah, I mean, he. I can see the anguish in Billy D's eyes. When he has, when it's a close game at the end, and he has to decide, do I want Andre Roberson playing defense? Yeah. But do I also want Andre Roberson getting hacked and missing all of these free throws? 
Like he just, Billy Dee just wants to sit in a corner and cry because he's so conflicted. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that's what I would do anyway. Well, I know we're, we're going to do, there hasn't been a lot of Spurs related news. So we're kind of scatter shooting around the league. And, and I kind of want to ask you, like east side west side kind of what do you think about that we're not even going to go to like you know the nba today came up with um some some different rules around timeouts and and yeah, we're not even finally really... yeah i mean right it, overdue and uh okay so it speeds up the game but so well i guess we're already talking about it. i was saying we're not going to talk about it once you go well, into that quick, a little here, bit here, here's just, just a quick, quick recap it. that people need to know less timeouts now you only get two timeouts in the last, I believe, it, was it three minutes last of the game? Three minutes, I think it was yeah. last three minutes of the game. You only get you get a max of two timeouts, not three. Um, the media timeouts, there were two media timeouts taken away, so less mandatory timeouts. So there should be a lot more free flowing basketball with less timeouts. Right. Perfect. Boom. Well said. Moving on. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the Eastern Conference. What are the moves so far in free agency that have really stood out to you uh, in the East? And, and kind of give me the top couple of teams to watch. In the in the East, oh man, there's this is rough. Um, well, Boston is obviously going to be good. Cleveland's going to be good. Toronto should be fine, mm-hmm. despite jettisoning jettisoning jettisoning, uh, jettisoning yeah. whew, so many syllables. Uh, Damari Carroll. And, they got C.J. Miles. Today. Right, they got C.J. Miles. He's solid. He's he's not as good where, defensively Carroll, as Carroll. Where did he go? Oh no, uh, where did he go? He got signed elsewhere. Producer on the show. We can make that happen. We can make these things happen. Can't even see where he went. Simply stunning. Um, oh, he, they, he was traded to the Nets. That's where I was to clear up cap space. Boom. Okay. Um, good good luck, Nets. Um, actually, the Nets might, the Nets won't be as terrible as they were, but they're. I mean, I wouldn't call them great, but uh, the Heat should be an interesting team. Yeah. Yep. I think they're they're definitely a playoff team, especially if they don't start the year eleven and thirty and have to go, you know, thirty and eleven to finish the season. Mm-hmm. But. Um, that they should be good. I'm trying to think. 76ers, if they won't be good, at the very least, they'll be fun to watch, assuming people are healthy. I don't, um, I don't know if I'd go out that far and say that they're not going to be good. I, I mean, they're not going to win anything. They're, they're, I mean, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're a playoff team next year. With <laughs> how bad the East is, honestly, I wouldn't be surprising. Right. Washington should be good again. Um, I mean, Atlanta's going to tank. Right. You have to think. Orlando you, you can't is have still struggling. Them. Yeah, you can't have uh, The Knicks are going to suck, probably, depending on what they do with Mellow. But even if they keep Mellow, they're not going to – I mean, they were terrible. They're just going to be terrible. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry, Knicks fans. Right. Uh, Chicago's probably not going to be good. They've officially decided to tank. Um I mean, so that, I think what, the theme what is, is, what is like there after just that? more of the same, right? I mean, there, it's, it's going to be old, bad. Same old. It's going to be Cleveland's going to be good. Washington's going to be good. Boston's going to be good. Um, you talked about Miami. You know, historic recent history. Miami's been a good team. They'll be good again. Um, you know, Atlanta's going to be good during the regular season, and then tail off the latter half of the season and suck in the playoffs. It's just 
it's just more of the same. No surprises in the East, right? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't even see the Hawks making the playoffs because they got rid of, yeah, almost everyone. I yeah, mean, they, they got rid of Howard. The they playoffs. got rid of Millsap. I mean, they're they got a lot of young guys that they're saying, all right, go out and get yours, essentially. That's right. I mean, so they they um they they quite honestly couldn't make the playoffs as you're saying, but but it's kind of the same old story. At the end of the day, in the East, it's going to be, you know, Washington, Boston, Toronto, Cleveland, kind of sitting at the top. Miami, kind of right around at the right after them. In the middle, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same old stuff. Look out to the West, and let's talk a little bit about the West because Golden State somehow still got better already in the off season than they were before. Um, how? Oh my God! How does this keep happening? Also, yeah, if you but, see, if you take a look at their payroll projection, yeah. Like plus Stupid. luxury tax, yeah. luxury tax, and like four years are paying something in the neighborhood of four hundred million dollars. That's right. It was like three hundred and thirty-nine <laughs> million or something for uh, in, in three years from now. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not sustainable. But the question is, like, do you just wait that out? You know, kind of wait out that super team or not? But you know, the West, I think, has had some real. I don't know if you call it change of changing of the guard at the top because. The top is still the top, but, you know, Golden State's still number one. But once you get past that, San Antonio was always a number one or a number two. But then I look at the stuff that Houston's done. And people who listen to the show knows that if I weren't a San Antonio guy, I'd be a Houston guy. But I'm not just being a homer here. Houston got better, um, for sure. And we'll talk about that with Chris Paul and and P.J. Tucker and and some things that they're yet to do. Um, Minnesota seems to be like the destination city for all NBA, you know, mid-level talent. And <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, they're going to be good. The Kings freaking got good, right? Utah isn't isn't not going to be good anymore at all. I mean, they're going to be horrible. The Suns, we were just talking about Josh Jackson. The Suns look like they're going to be okay. You don't know what you've got with, with the Clippers anymore. They could be really good or bad. Oklahoma's going to be bad, uh, as we said. I mean, they're going to be mid, mid-range or, or less. The West seems to be where all the movement is. Uh, which well, that's where all the All-Stars went. Yeah, exactly. You traded, you did a two-for-one. I mean, Gordon Hayward went to the East, but Paul George and, uh, now, God, now I'm forgetting who else it was, but Paul George and another guy went West. It's like, <laughs> people People are asking, who's going to play on the on the Eastern Conference All-Star team? We're going right. to have to bring up some guys from Kentucky? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I mean, those those players, even in the West, the shuffle and there's still a lot left. But the shuffling of free agents in the West, I mean, Chris Paul to Houston on paper, that makes them a much better team. P.J. Tucker, that makes them a good team. I've got some concerns about, you know, any time that you lose a guy the caliber of Patrick Beverly on the defensive end, you've got some questions mm-hmm. and concerns. Um, but, you know, like the Kings got a lot better. Memphis is going to kind of draw. I mean, there's a whole lot of storylines in the West, which is really cool. But the, the storyline yeah. that these people care about that are listening to this show, uh, and obviously you and I care about, for San Antonio, um, they, on paper, man, I would put them middle of the pack at best. Because right now, it's, it's again, it's Kawhi Leonard and some dudes. And, <laughs> some dudes. You know, and these guys have accomplished some it. things in the past. But you're talking about, like, there's Kawhi Leonard, and then you don't really know what you're getting out of LaMarcus Aldridge. Pau Gasol's a year older. Danny Green's over there and could be great or could just be okay. Tony Parker's not there, so Patty Mills is your starter. Um, 
Manu's older. You know, it's like everyone else got better or did something or just or just took a shot and changed things, and San Antonio's kind of staying the course. Now, again, San Antonio, second-best record in the NBA last year. Uh, Western Conference Finals last year. Not the worst situation to just go in where you had it before. But when I see all these other teams getting better, what about what's the deal with San Antonio and why haven't they been able to make that move? I mean, Rudy Gay, I mean, to be honest, Rudy Gay, awesome. You give me Rudy Gay six years ago, that's fantastic. I'll take that any day. You get Rudy Gay today, and I'm thinking that's a really nice addition for San Antonio that does not move them ahead of, you know, fifth or sixth in the West. I think it really depends on how he comes back from his surgery. Because if he comes back and plays like how he used to play and like like he actually cares about basketball, not like when he was in Sacramento right. and he yeah. wanted the world to end. Absolutely. But, you know, he you know, in San Antonio he's gonna actually give a crap about playing and he's he's gonna wanna do well. So I think that works because he would be a great backup for Kawhi Leonard. Cause he was a lot of people are saying he was Kawhi Leonard before Kawhi Leonard, yeah. sort of. I don't think been. he was as he good did. defensively. No, no, but, but he could have been. Yeah. So the I still think I still think the potential is there for him to be great. And I thought but the Spurs got a really great deal on him. Yeah. I thought that was the most important thing. Two years, seventeen million. That is nothing in this market. That is absolutely nothing. No, that's great. You're you're paying him eight and a half a year. Come on. That's that's great. That's uh that's sort of the Stephen Curry injury discount deal they had him on uh, before he just got this ridiculous max. Um, and thanks to that Achilles surgery, honestly. Um, and they also signed Joffrey Laverne, a great underrated center. Love him. Now, hold on. Love what time he out, does. Time out, time out. You use the word great for this guy. And, and they signed him a, you know, a couple hours ago, right? What about that dude? Do you, do you look at and say, okay, that's, that's great. He was, I mean, some of the plays he had were stupid, just ridiculous. He's, so he agreed to a two-year deal. I can't remember how much it was, but the Bulls, the Bulls pulled their qualifying offer, so he became unrestricted. Yeah, so if everybody else doesn't want him, why is he going to be something good for, for San Antonio? And by the way, he's on San Antonio because Dwayne Dedman just signed a deal with the Hawks. That's accurate. He did do that. Um, but <laughs> reporting the, the news. Spur- reporting the news. <laughs> <laughs> but the Spurs weren't going to pay Dwayne Dedman what yeah. the Hawks could. And right. the Hawks aren't trying to win, so they're like, okay, we can kind of afford to pay this guy for a year. He, he'll show out and he can earn another contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they got Joffrey Laverne for fairly cheap. So I, I, that's why I think it's great. Um, he, he does a lot of other things other than score. Now, last year, he played in 70 games. He shot 44% and shot about 33% from three. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's pretty great, although his rebounding numbers are a bit scary as he only got 3.6 a game. Right. As a, um, a 7-foot guy, too, right? As a yeah, six, six, ele- six, 10 or 6'11", I want to yeah. say, maybe 7 feet. Um, only average 5.4 points. But he is a perfect bench guy, I would say, for the Spurs. Uh, he he gives the, he gives people a different look because he can shoot it. He's not as slow as Gasol mm-hmm. or Aldridge. 
and he has, despite his one assist a game, he has pretty good vision. I would say. So I, I'm gonna have to now. Sense. I'm gonna have to now send you the uh, his his highlight reel. Yeah. But um, I still think Aldridge and Gasol start as the big men, assuming Gasol comes back. But because the, the Spurs technically haven't signed him back yet, because they're waiting. I think they're waiting for a couple other things to fall before they do so because of the the cap situation. They're wait, They're pretty much waiting on. Ginobili's announcement if he's going to retire or not. Right. So that that has to be taken into account, and because uh, that that will affect the cap space they have and things like that. But he already did the Spurs a solid by opting out of his sixteen million dollar uh, right player option or however much it was. So that was huge. That was incredible. I don't know if it was a selfless act or if he's dumb, but I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you know if if Manu comes back, I would say Paul Gasol will still play, but they're, the Spurs are less likely to sign David Lee back, which is sad because David Lee is my boy. Yeah, um, I I mean hustle player. I I'm I'm with you. I think David Lee would have been nice on this team, but you know they they get Joffrey Laverne, and and that's fine, and and so he's a good bench player, but Maurice Bates is still out there. And I don't know what your feeling is on him, and we'll we'll run through quickly. Oh, most states, mo buckets, baby. Yeah, I mean he's still there, and so I think of a guy with, I mean, uh, like it or not, championship pedigree, there with Golden State, uh, kind of gave the Spurs fits at times, and a big body and can shoot a three. I just I, I don't know if it was a, a money. I, they didn't. It just seems like they could have been in like the Omri Caspi thing. Jose and I talked about last time. You know, the Spurs typically do really well playing at that. Like, right on the JV team, you know, they assemble the right group of JV players, and suddenly they have this amazing varsity squad. And they could have done that um, with a guy like Omri Caspi. And I, I see they get this guy, Laverne. I mean, do they know something we don't know? Because you pass over spades to get Laverne. It just seems like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like well, you, you spades, go a it may have been too expensive too. That's what I mean. The like there thing. might be it's, something we don't know there, you know. Yeah, it's it's not always necessarily best fit, best, um, you know, you know, best available kind of thing when it comes to free agency. It's you know who's the best available that we can afford. Right. Right. Unfortunately, is what it comes down to. And then some front offices, if you're the Golden State Warriors, just say, "Well, screw it. We don't care about the cap. We're already over. We're going to pay luxury tax. Screw it. Let's just ride. Let's yeah. go for it." So, you know, at some point you say, F it, we don't care, which is kind of what the Warriors have done. But the Spurs will never do that because they're like, we hate the luxury tax. There is nothing luxurious about this team. Leave us alone. There you go. Uh, Okay, so what about what else about San Antonio's free agent stuff before we run through the list of free agents and then close the show? Um, not much. I think we're really just waiting on Manu Ginobili and then the dominoes will fall with. Uh, David Lee and Pogasol. So, I I mean, that's really what Spurs have to look forward to. I don't think the Spurs really go after anyone else in free agency. They're just, I just, they just don't have the space at this time, I don't think. Yeah, that's really the challenge. They've got no space. They've got, they've, there's nowhere to go, you know, with them. So, that's why I think, you know, middle of the pack. I mean, if, if they don't do anything uh, really big, like package up, uh, uh, you know, LaMarcus and send him out somewhere or, or just do, do something – do something fancy, but you know, do something really slick, do something <laughs> cool. Um, I mean, right now, if you if you looked at them, 
where are the Spurs out in the West to start the next year? I mean, they're not a favorite. They're not a number two uh, seed. Where, where would you have them, a one through eight, if, assuming that they're a playoff team? I'd probably have them at five, and I think they are a playoff team just because of the coach and Kawhi Leonard is good enough to carry the team if needed, which hopefully he doesn't have to do because I don't need to see I don't need to see Tom Thibodeau-esque minutes coming out of Kawhi Leonard. That absolutely horrifies me. Yeah. So if they're which which is what happened last year. So so if they're fifth, uh, who are the top four, one through four? Golden State, Houston. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Clippers are three. Okay. And. Jeez, I'm so conflicted because, oh, like the Pelicans could be good, but they just they just won't be good because they're the Pelicans. Right. Um, Dallas is going to be bad. Sacramento might be all right, but they're not going to be a fourth seed. I mean, I might have to move the Spurs up to to four. I've got. But it's like I'm looking at Minnesota. I'm like, I like what they've done, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough to be a high seed in the playoffs. See, that's where I'm conflicted. I I feel like I've got. The same top two that you do. Um, three is is probably L.A., um, but I could go three, four, and five. I could go L.A., Minnesota, and San Antonio, really in any order. Um, mm-hmm. But but really deferring to San Antonio, maybe at the bottom of, of that. I think just experience. I mean, Pal Gasol, Lamarcus Aldridge, Kawhi, that gets you something. Patty Mills is not a slouch. Danny Green's not. But you just have to have a lot of things go your way if you're San Antonio to get. Uh, in the top half of the bracket. So I, I, there are four or five. I've got uh, Minnesota and L.A., um, you know, kind of rounding out that middle section there. I, I think Minnesota's going to be really good. I, I really like the Jamal Crawford thing. I mean, of course, the Jimmy Butler thing's awesome. They already had Andrew Wiggins. Now then they had Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I, it just keeps adding up with the amount of players who want to go play for Tom Thibodeau. And the, the strange thing is is that, his reputation was that he just ground, you know, players into the into the dirt. You know, I mean, that he yeah. just wore people out, and that's yeah. true. Yet, where is everybody trying to go? Minnesota, <laughs> you know, it's insane. Well, it is because it's like, why would you go to Minnesota if you didn't have to? Just in life, in general. Yet <laughs> these people are signing up for that. I think it's pretty amazing. So I don't know. They have a pretty dope mall, from what I've understood. <laughs> I heard it's I... underwhelming. So let's, wow. let's roll through this real quick. Um, free agents that are still available, and I'm just going to go in alphabetical order and kind of kind of roll through them and maybe some stories on this. Uh, All right. Uh, Aaron Aflalo, so 31-year-old guard. I can't believe he's already 31, but uh, he's available. Kings waived him. Tony Allen if is he, available. Uh, um, okay. Right, eight points a game, three rebounds a game, but, but killer defense, right? The yeah. fact that he has eight points actually surprises me. But he's 35 years old, you know. Um, there's uh, Leandro Barbosa. I don't know how he's only 34 years old, but the Suns <laughs> waved him. Still the Brazilian blur. I love him so much. That's right. Matt Barnes is available. Uh, of course he's, he's available. 37. Yeah. And he's also probably available as a hitman if anyone is interested right. in that. I was going to say something along those lines. but uh, So Matt Barnes is available. Brandon Bass is available, former, former Dallas Maverick. Great. Uh, Michael Beasley. Uh, is available, <laughs> uh, 28 years old, though. and He had, he had a solid year last yeah, year. Yeah, 12, 12 points a game. A little 13, bit. Yeah, almost 13 points a game. Um, 
you could do a lot worse than Michael Beasley, for sure. Uh, San Antonio should take a second look at that. Um, Aaron Brooks is available, but they're guard heavy right now. Bobby Brown's available, but they're again they're call, they're they're guard heavy. I'm calling Aaron Brooks before Bobby Brown. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm just but in both cases they're yeah, they're yeah. pretty guard heavy. Um, Ian Clark is available. Uh, remember him just recently with Golden State did really really well. Uh, he has a double name. He can't be trusted. I, I you know what? Great theory, and I'm with you on that. I'm totally <laughs> with you on that. Um, so Norris Cole's available. I mean, that's a known name from his time in Miami, his time in New Orleans. Uh, 30 years old, but uh, they, again, they've got they have Man, enough. He's already 30. Goodness. Yeah, they have enough point guards um, on their team. Uh, let me see what else is going on here. Oh, Mike Dunleavy's available. Does that do mm. anything for you? How is he 36 I do like, years old? He's 15 years in the league. He Mike Dunleavy is the boss. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he'd do really well uh, in San Antonio. He's a forward. I don't know defensively if he's any good, but, again, he's available. Monte Ellis is available, uh, but, again, they're mm. guard heavy. But that's... I was going to say, he's, he scares me if, he, if you were to try and get him on the Spurs. He's just... He's so shoot-first. He's more of a 6-1 shooting guard than anything else, which terrifies me. Yeah, but you got to have points from somewhere, and it can't be Kawhi. I mean, he, it can't always be Kawhi. You know what I mean? No, it cannot. Yeah, so they've got to they've got to figure that out. Festus Azili's available. Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. That's right. I mean, he's available. That's interesting. If you're if we're talking about, we need centers uh, at San Antonio. He's 27 years old. Uh, big body takes up a lot of space. Um, so that's uh, that's interesting. At least, uh, of course, we know Manu uh, is still out there. Let me see. Donis Haslam uh, is available still. Well, he isn't leaving Miami. Right. Uh, Roy Hibbert's available. Uh, which, Hib dog. Yeah, I mean, 10 points a game, six rebounds a game. If you could do it for the Honestly, right money. I was going to say, yeah, the right money, 7-2 guy to sit in your paint and swat stuff. I mean, that's not the worst thing ever. No, not at all. I mean, if you could make it happen. A guy that I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for. Uh, for saying this, but I would not mind if for the right money, San Antonio got a good look at uh, the former Mr. Kardashian, Chris Humphreys, because I thought he did really well hmm. in Atlanta as a hustle player. Yeah, And if you lose David Lee, Chris Humphreys might not be the worst thing as a, as a forward for you. About seven. He can shoot a little bit, too. That's what I mean. He can shoot a little bit. He's a hustle guy. Uh, he gets about six rebounds a game. I mean, for the right cash get Chris Humphreys on your team is not, it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst. In fact, it might be one of the best things if, if you're going to lose a guy like David Lee. <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. Okay. So we'll take that flack together. Brand, yeah. Brandon Jennings is available. Um, Dante Jones is available. Terrence. Mm -hmm. Oh shoot. Terrence Jones is available. Oh, that would actually be a nice pick. I like that. I like that a lot. Former Houston Rockets. Great. Uh, Lefty. Yeah, uh, Ty Lawson is available, but that's got all for good of, reason. Yeah, that's got problems written all over it. Uh, David Lee, like we talked about, is available. <laughs> Let me see. KJ McDaniel's is available, but again, just so guard heavy. Uh, <coughs> Let me see. <laughs> it's like I keep scrolling down through to see if there's anything exciting. Okay, so here's a guy. I, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, you brought up the Pelicans. Okay, so 
a few years ago when Houston was uh, well, and they did really well last year. They they've been consistently pretty good, but Domo played a a key role on some of those Houston teams. Uh, maybe three years ago, right? I remember when he was a rookie, it was a big deal. He's five years in the league now, but he is available. He's kind of that stretch forward. Uh, he could play center for you. He's a near seven footer, uh, and he's a free agent. He's 26 years old, seven points a game, three rebounds per game. Domo might be okay in that role, but then they just got, they just signed essentially his equivalent there uh, in Laverne. Right, so it kind of pulls him yeah. off the table. I would say. I mean, you, how many of those kind of guys do you do you need on your team? There's not a lot of. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you do not need a lot. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, so let me see. Let me roll through. There's not as many interesting names as I thought. Oh crap! I did not know. Oh, you were talking about the 76ers might not be good. I'm just I'm scanning through here. Do you know JJ Redick went to the Sixers? I did know that. I had no they idea. They paid him quite a pretty penny, I might add. As they should. As they should. I mean, he's a solid, he's a more than solid player. Um, I, I like some J.J. Redick. I, I mean, I wish he'd, he – he is a very consistent Danny Green that scores about three points more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Derek Rose is available. No, no, no. Bad well, Ryan. Bad Ryan. <laughs> I mean, 20 points a game. Yeah, on a crappy Knicks team. But yeah, no, I I hear that a hundred percent. Um, and and they don't need guards. I I get it. No, but, no, they uh, do not. Don't put that idea available. in people's heads, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Luis Scola's available. I wouldn't hate that. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. Didn't not. the Spurs originally draft him? Uh, you need to talk to Jose for that. Okay. You need to talk to Jose for that. Um, a guy to that, the internet. <clears throat> Yeah, a guy who is available who we should have some serious t- talks about um, because they need a big. If the guy could stay healthy, I, w- I want to talk about a little Tiago splitter coming back. Who's available? <laughs> um, hey, man, he does the dirty work. I, I Jose would be doing backflips right now if I told him Tiago splitter was available. Seven years I in the know. league, most of that, obviously, with San Antonio, stop in Atlanta, stop in Philly. But he's 32 years old. He's a, you know, a, a center who plays forward from time to time. But over the career, eight points a game, uh, five rebounds a game, but does all the hustle stuff, all the big picks. So. I, I had a discussion with this about someone on Twitter, and I just – I've never been a Tiago Splinter fan. Every, I swear, every time I watch him – He's he's busy missing reverse layups and busy too busy yeah. being soft. Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, when God, he, on offense, frustrates me. On offense, he's a, he's a tool, but defensively, <laughs> in, in, in in the off in the Spurs offensive game, he's great. Uh, I think for for what he does, get, setting screens, getting PNR role. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think he's really good at that. But I, I'm with you half the time. It's like, dude, just freaking dunk the ball. You know, you're seven feet tall. You're don't. you're bigger than everyone else. Please exactly. Just, just don't the ball. Um, don't yeah. The, the reverse layup stuff drives me crazy. Uh, Metal World Peace is available. No. Just, yeah. No. I I'm with you. Uh, but it's a big name. It's uh, a long name. It's a long name. Uh, Tyler Zeller's available. Hmm. Not the worst, right? Um, and that's kind of it. So there, I, I say all these names to say to 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 say to listeners that there are some options that are out there. Free agency is certainly not over. 
there's there's a lot of opportunity there and uh, you know I don't know I mean I I need to be I need to see something more before kind of rolling out San Antonio but right now on paper and even if they sign some of these guys how many difference makers really are there that we that we listed off I mean there's replacements for kind of what they have right you lose David Lee maybe they lose David Lee we don't actually know that but if they if they don't get David Lee you know, maybe they can get a guy like Chris Humphreys to fill that role. Um, so, you know what I mean? There's no um, there's no big names. Like, the big name that they got was LaMarcus Soldiers, and that's been several years now, and that's not really um, it's not really doing anything for him. So, anyway, what else you got? Anything else for, for this show? I don't think so. I think we ran through everything. That was, oh, that was fun. Well, let's shut this down. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Spurs cast. Make sure to, I should say, I'm putting a lock on this. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Jeff Garcia. This uh, I'm putting a lock on this episode. That's it for this episode of the Spurs cast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Spurs cast. Catch up with me at Ryan MC underscore PS or Ben. I am at the underscore Boomstein. If you want to give Jose a bunch of hell, uh, he's at JRG1023. Follow us or any of the Project Spurs folks at Project Spurs. Uh, ben, thank you so much, man. It's always a great time. It's you listeners. You're welcome. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.